This is Josh Emmerich, and you're listening to the Master of One podcast. You can find me online at emmerich.co. for Handsomest Audio Trio. Part one this week, we talk about Oscar predictions, Spirits of the Forest, and Mondo's Universal Monsters. I'm Andrew, your Master of Art and Design. I'm Patrick, your Master of Television and Film. And I'm Luke, your Master of Toys and Games. So close your eyes and get ready for some smooth sounds of the Masters doing their thing. Smooth. every episode off by going around the table which is where we talk about something new fun and noteworthy about our weeks patrick i have something exciting so two great things have happened in the poster world today and i'd like to start talking I about meant to them. do this before uh, we started okay good go on. no one noticed yeah so two great things happened in the poster world for me this week the first um being this pin um, <laughs> and I understand the confusion of me trying to show a pin to this camera. Oh, it's focused. Actually, that pin Can is we part. See it? You should also oh. show us. <laughs> <laughs> For those on the audio side and on the video side, so you know, we all have two cameras. Yeah. And uh, the reason is, so one camera is the one we're recording for YouTube. I don't know camera. what that is. <laughs> yeah. It looks like a pile of garbage. <laughs> is it Boba Fett? There. Is that better? Oh, it's Wolverine. It's, okay. It's, what? It's, it's actually it's Project. Uh, yeah, it's uh, what's his name? Project X. That was a movie about a big party. No, no, no. Isn't it, isn't that his name? I don't know. I don't still don't know what it is. It's it's Wolverine wearing his. his oh, helmet. Weapon X. Weapon X. That's it. Yeah. Okay. So the point is, we have two. We run two cameras. That took one way is too the long. Camera Let's be honest. Feeds- that was just too much. One camera feeds us talking to each other, and the other camera is what we're You're recording still on to that. for YouTube. Okay. No, I, but I wanted to finish the thought. Yeah, and some people find fine. this. Uh, I find it fascinating. Not some, <laughs> some people. people some find people. this. Let's be honest. I find this fascinating. <laughs> but the pen is from the mystery tube from Tom Whalen. Tom Whalen is a certainly a friend of ours. I like that Sir guy. Thomas Whalen. Yes. Uh, well, he, he does require we call him Sir still, which is, uh, but we're working through it. Um, but he had a mystery tube sale and uh, 70 bucks, guaranteed um, three prints and a pin. And um, he he had a hundred of them. That's how many that he had. They sold out. Uh, it, it probably took three, four or five minutes, but they did all sell out pretty quickly. That's 300 prints he had in his flat file. Yeah, yeah. 300 rescuers prints. <laughs> you got all three rescuers. <laughs> so no, I I got a rescuers print, which I know that um, another person in Slack also got a rescuers print. I think we had three or four people in Slack managed to uh, pick up a mystery tube. Uh, I got a rescuers print. I got a Lego print, like Lego Movie. Yes. Wait. Oh, I wait. Want let that. me see. Ninjago. I have, I have, it's Lego Ninjago. 
It's Ninjago. That's yeah. the okay. one that is not. Because Lego, there was multiple. And then um, I got a print. I don't know what this one is. So let me show it to you and you tell me what it is. Okay. That? Great. Narrate boop, me boop, bending boop, over boop, to get boop, it. Okay. Boop, 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 he boop, takes boop, the headphones boop, off boop, and he boop, bends boop, down. Boop, His elbow's boop, still in the frame. Boop, boop, boop. It's amazing. He's still wearing a gray shirt, not the blue floral one. It's the other one that he wears, the gray one that he wears under the blue floral one. And he's coming back. Headphones are coming on now. No print in his hands. Here we go. I'm going to move my mic out of the way so I don't like catch the print. I did elevator music, Patrick. Yeah, and I narrated. And Luke narrated. I'll show it to you. Tell me what this is. Okay. He doesn't give a rip. It is a print by Tom Whalen. It's a good life. Charlie Brown? Yeah, it's the I Waltons. I have no idea what that is. It's the Waltons. Is it Waltons? I don't know. Oh. It says the Twilight Zone presents right above the title. What? What's funny is when I was moving, I have a stack of prints over here. When I was trying to dig that one out, I, I came across one I forgot that I got and never showed you guys. So since it's on the top of the pile, I might as well show you this one now. Headphones off. He's unrolling something. He can't hear. That is... That's a Ken Taylor Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 print. That's a great print. That is good. I wish the colors were different. That's my only... It's a lot of gray. Right. You know what I would love about that? And this is going to sound counter to what you just said. I wish the whole thing was in grayscale. Right. No, that would be fine. Print, but the color yeah. dist- is distracting. Let me, I'll yeah. say this. It looks better in person. Because, so I accidentally bought that print. Right. I do not buy timed edition prints. I buy limited edition prints. It's mm. just the way I am, mom. Leave me alone. And His mom gives him so much crap about that. You would not believe. <laughs> Carol. And this uh, print was released. I like this was your mom. She's SDCC. great. SDCC. Yeah, she's good. She's a nice. She's and they were. <laughs> <laughs> she's a good. She's a nice. They were releasing a lot of prints and the prints were selling out very quick. And so like several times during the day, a new print would come up. Well, this print came up and it was like, and we've said this about Mondo before. You don't think you just have to buy it or you're not going to get it. So I bought it as quick as I could. And then I realized it was a timed edition print. So I should see what no. I wonder if mine's numbered. I'm curious. Well, now. they are for sure numbered. Still broken from. She's a nice. This is the best audio podcast that anyone's Guys, ever heard. I'm really slow. Mine's number like 1259. <laughs> out of what? As quick as like out of 2400. I was like the middle. You know what? That's not how that works, right? What? They don't give you a number based on what your when you. I mean, I assume <laughs> because I was faster than that, Mondo. Yeah, that's not how that works. I was the like the only I was like ta- number five. The only time it works that way is if you actually go to the gallery because because they do stack them one and down. I know, that's- but you would like to believe it. It makes a difference. So well, let's get to the main event, everybody, because I've slowed this up. There's an incredible print came in today, hot off the press. A few weeks ago, but it came in today, and I'm excited to show it to you. And move my stuff out of the way. You can hear sure, it. right. Headphones off. I love that his around the table is mostly us talking. <laughs> I know, right? He's bending over. His underarms are very white. 
Ooh. Holy all crap. kinds of silver okay. metallic. Whoa. All right. So Ex Machina is, print. That's the one from Mondokan, right? The it's, it's no no no. It's it's Mon, it's a Mondokan uh it's a Mondokan post Mondokan exclusive release. So this is the foil one. Yeah, but I, it's chrome. Oh, so they didn't they didn't do the foil one for no. the showing? Gotcha. No. That's incredible. It looks great. It looks great. Oh my gosh. Bro. Luke that is Luke the most beautiful print I own. I know what that so, is. I'm just kidding. So MondoCon, <laughs> they had so it's the X Machina, it's Rory Kurtz, correct? Yes. Yeah. And uh, MondoCon, they had uh, they do screenings. So you can go to the Alamo Draft House, watch a screening, and everybody that attends, they'll get a poster. So you, you pay like eighty bucks for a ticket and you go and it's or sixty bucks, whatever. And they did a screening of Ex Machina. Now we couldn't get tickets. The screenings sell out incredibly fast. So if you're going to MondoCon, it's like a whole nother thing to fight to go to a screening. But after, so I was really bummed. And Andrew and Luke, y'all both know I was very bummed. You were bummed. But yeah. after they announced they were releasing a limited edition, it's either, I think it's called a mirror variant, either mirror or chrome variant of the piece. And uh, I ended up spending my golden ticket to get nice. um, the, uh, this piece. And it's, so I bought it a couple months ago. It would have been back in, uh, in November, and it just came in today. And it is absolutely, without a doubt, the most stunning, beautiful print I own. Just when, like, the Are light you going to actually it. keep this one? Absolutely. Okay. I, I had, like, I was toying. I mean, I do like Ex Machina. I like the property. And I think the print looks awesome. And, um, but you know, you, I'm like anybody, any other human being, I'm always like weighing options. Sure. And as soon as I unwrapped it and as soon as the light kind of like reflected off of it, absolutely. I'm keeping it. So I need it. I don't, what I don't want to do is go buy like a $20 frame and throw it in it. Like I want to get a nicer frame that feels a bit more appropriate. Yeah. Something like $30. So it may be a couple weeks before it's behind me, but it will absolutely be behind me. So when you hang that, will you finally like readjust how all that stuff is? Okay. (laughs) I'll finally like put up the new hanging system and line everything up. And so you're going to spend a weekend getting your room situated. Yes. Once I get the frame for this, uh, for this print, but man, this print is beautiful. Yeah. So Anyway, that's it. That's uh, lots of poster stuff, which has now yeah, created a lot it. of work because, again, now I have to actually clean up all these walls. But Indeed. Andrew, yeah, that, I'm done. Go ahead. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, so uh, a lot of uh, I just man, it's been like crazy busy at work. Uh, there's we're doing a, a six million dollar um, campaign man. that I'm responsible oh. for all the marketing that and print materials sense. and stuff like that for, and. Uh, it was kicking off this past week, and so it was just lots of deadlines, lots of pressure, lots of stuff. And so uh, hopefully in the next week or so, I'll be able to kind of um, relax a little bit from that stuff. But it's been lots of long nights and, and lots of things like that. But um, in the in the middle of all that, I've still been able to uh, pick up a couple things. Um, and for one reason or another, um, I've kind of gotten back on the Funko bandwagon a little bit for, for now because it kind of goes in waves. But yeah. – um, I, uh, the show, I've talked about it before, the show, um, Guillermo del Toro's, uh, uh, Trolls, or nope, Troll Hunter, Trolls, Troll Hunter yeah. on Netflix, their new season just launched yep. a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. but Funko is doing mystery minis for them, and so oh, check out these little guys. Those They're are like, good. Wow. 
Um, so their mystery they, minis are always good. I, f- I feel like the mystery minis have been solid lately. So nicely they ha- whimsical. They're, they're so fun. So I'm probably going to get a handful more of these guys, but they're so, they're, they're cheap. They're like $6 or something yeah. like that. Um, so, uh, man, uh, I dig that. But then the other thing that I got from Funko, as you know, as if you've been watching the show, as you know, uh, I'm a big Darkwing Duck fan and DuckTales fan. Yeah. And so I got uh, Scrooge McDuck a few months ago. Then I got Launchpad. And then I got Darkwing. Yeah. And uh, then I picked up, uh, they, they put this out as a Target exclusive and it sold out right away. And then they restocked it. I actually, I, I don't know if I saw this in our Slack channel or if I saw it like on a Facebook thread or something, but um, I got a tip that they were going to go back online on Target. They only sold on Target online, so they were a Target online exclusive. Okay. And uh, they they restocked them. I knew they were going to be restocking them at a certain time of day. Went on and was able to pick up a Gizmo Duck. Nice. And so, uh, man, this guy is super fun. Yeah. Super cool. Gizmo Duck was always one of my... One of my favorite characters, not mm-hmm. because he had a lot of action in the show, but because he was just he, cool. He was cool looking. He was a robot yeah. duck with with a uh, uh, unicycle. A monos, yeah. yeah, unicycle. I was monocycle. That's fine. A unicycled. Uh, unicycled that's the more. Leg. That's the more uh, refined way of saying it. So anyway, it would be a that's, unicorn, that's the thing you wear in your eye, monocles. right? Oh. What? Huh? Nothing. What? Nothing. Okay, we legitimately didn't hear you, but that's I fun. said that's the thing you wear in your eye. Was, this is a stupid joke. Oh, yeah, a unicorn. That's a Luke. You guys stand by that joke. That was pretty good. No, it's not. It's a bad joke. <laughs> that's how um, I know it's a bad joke because you thought it was good. Oh, that was mean, you <laughs> jerk. That was a better joke um, though. <laughs> I then took the uh, the rest of my I about two months ago, three months ago. I took just about everything out of my office at, and burned uh, it. At, at, at the job what and burned it and I, bur- I burned it all but like all the walls were just bare and lots of people would come and be like are you are you quitting like what's going on mm-hmm. um i was like no i just it was time for a change but uh just this week i i was able to get stuff back up on the walls i'm gonna post pictures on instagram when i'm uh finally finished but one of the things that i was able to put back up or put up for the first time is my baby driver piece so i i picked up uh the phantom city creative baby driver um Oh my god. It looks gosh. real good. I hadn't, I hadn't opened it. I had been, had been in the tube since I got it because I was waiting specifically for a white frame. And every time I went to Michael's, all the white frames were, were sold out. Mm. Um, well, this past week, I was able to find a white frame, and that gave me the inspiration to, to finish putting everything up in the office. Um, oh my gosh, that print is beautiful. Have you opened yours, Patrick? The, the baby driver? Yeah. I didn't pick one up. Oh, I thought you said you had it. Like, last week I said that baby driver was sitting next to me, and you're like, mine's sitting right over there. <laughs> Whatever. Mis- Doesn't miscommunication. Matter. Either way, it's beautiful. It's like bright Now I want to know what I thought you were saying. Probably a different print have. that you both got. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's bright pink, and it's, uh, it's baby's face from like a profile, and then it's got the rest of the cast down at the bottom in like these little blocks down in like the title block mm-hmm. area. Um, but it's all pink tones. And then his earbuds are white and they come down and the sh- the the uh, the cord for the, the earbuds go into the grid of the city streets. Oh, and nice. There's like yeah, this gotcha. ghosting of a city street behind the entire print. And uh, oh, my gosh. 
it's amazing. So I it being in the white frame saying, is perfect. Yeah, no, I think you were just saying that you had an unopened print. And I was just echoing that I also had an unopened print. Gotcha. Mm. Um, it so, was important that I said that. Okay. Okay. That's yeah. I, I, that makes everybody feel better. I yeah. Think. You, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, but then I, I got another piece, but I'll save talking about it until my master category because my master category is going to be all about prints. So Luke, why don't you finish up the year on the table? Are you talking about the artist formerly known as Prince? Yeah, the artist formerly known as Prince. <laughs> Uh, okay, so this week, uh, I got really into a show. So, um, and it was weird because I only got into it because it's had really good reviews. It's not something I've ever been interested in at all, like ever. Um, I got into Star Trek Discovery. Have you guys heard about this show yet? So it's Is Rain Wilson in that one. Yes. Okay. Um, no. it's the new Star Trek series. It's on CBS All Access. So it's only available there. You have to, it's their monthly paid, like, um, uh, it's not on the actual network. No, nope. It's only on their streaming thing. Um, but you can get a week for free. So I signed up for the week to binge it. It's like way high budget. It's, uh, like a lot of really, um, well-known actors. You have, uh, um, Man, I'm blanking on her name now. That's terrible. It's the girl from Walking Dead uh, that was... Um, uh, yeah, I know. You know who I'm talking Ange- about. Not Angela. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know terrible. who you're talking about. I'm doing terrible right now. Uh, anyway, can you can somebody look got, that up? She got locked in a room with a walker. Yeah, and she, she, died, yeah. She, was in the, she was in the coffin. Oh, her? Yeah. That's not who I was talking oh, about. Oh, oh. Well, that's who I was talking about. Anyway, okay. uh, she's the main character. Uh, she plays Michael Burnham. Um, and it's uh, it's the story of kind of like how she grew up. You come to find out um, she's tied in with like characters that we know from past like Star Trek. Um, and it is just, it's really, really good. And it makes me want to like learn more about Star Trek. Uh, the cool thing with All Access is you get uh, access to all of Star Trek, like all the series, <laughs> every um, season. So you can what go back. What you're saying is it's it's aptly named. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. Uh, app. You get it? Aptly yeah. named. Yeah. Okay. We're doing it. Um, but anyway, it's super good. If I had no interest, like, I feel like in nerddom, there's a line. So you're either a Star Wars person or a Star Trek person. And I was always the Star Wars person because my name is Luke. And that was just, I had to like Star Wars because Luke Skywalker. And I did like Star Wars because Star Wars is awesome. But Star Trek, just as awesome, turns out. It's just as awesome. Just as awesome. Yeah, it really is. I mean, this series is really good. Um, How far into it are you right now? Uh, there are, <clears throat> I think as of last week, it was episode 14 and I'm on 12. So I'm almost. Oh, do you want the big spoiler from last week? No, I don't. Oh gosh, I just read it. Yeah, I don't want to know it. If, I feel like I can't hold on to this. If you tell me, Andrew, do you want to know? We won't be I friends. Don't. I'm just. Mm, it's, I don't. That's how it's going to be. I'll ask you in a bit. No, he's just going to. Sli- he'll slip it into conversation you better later. Not. <laughs> I'd be so mad. 
He's not going to. It's fine. I know. Oh he my won't gosh! Do it. Yeah, it's just like that time that Sean his face gets blown up by the Klingon. But no, there's so there's crazy stuff that happens like within the first four or five episodes where main characters just like their whole story arcs changed instantly, and it's it's crazy. It's like one of the only shows that I've watched um, recently that didn't seem obvious of what was going to happen. There are things that like. Um, like in episode, uh, I don't know, like eight or nine or something, a, a character dies and it's like, you don't even see it coming. You don't even see this happening. And it's like, holy crap. It's, it's really, really good. The production value is awesome. It looks incredible. Um, it sounds incredible. Like all the special effects are really good. I can't recommend it enough. If you like Star Trek, you probably are watching it. If you don't like Star Trek, give it a give it a chance. Um, it's, are you gonna con- are you gonna continue to pay for uh, CBS All Access? Yeah, now because I'm of in. The show? Yep, for sure. It's like nine ninety nine or seven ninety nine, maybe, or you can pay for no commercials for like eleven ninety nine or something. Boo! I don't Food. know why I think people do this when they say boo, but I did. Why? I'm trying to decide how subtly. I can hint at the big Please don't spoiler. do it. Don't do it. But I haven't seen the show, so I'm not sure what is would be subtle and what wouldn't yeah. be. You couldn't. So That's just, why you shouldn't let's just, just, just don't, don't do mess it. with it. Let's let's not play this game. Um Or maybe I already have. No, you haven't. Wait, is there a character named Subtlety? No, there's a there's a <laughs> character named Boo. Um It's really good. That's it. I mean, my that was all my week is just watching Star Trek when I'm not working. And it's super good. So give it a chance. Uh, And Andrew, back to you. Okay. Well, that's going to be it for our Around the Table. Up next, we're going to talk about Master Categories. The Master Category portion of the show is when we get to talk about the tokens we drew the week before, which give us the categories. We pick our topics based on those categories. And last week, we all got our own categories. Praise the maker. (laughs) Thanks, Allie. (laughs) <laughs> thank you ali yeah uh if you didn't listen to that episode go back and, and listen to it go watch it um she's super fun and uh so hopefully some some not the last time we hear from ali yeah. and uh maybe some some fun stuff down the pipe with that uh but uh since we all got our own um i think we should let luke start okay yeah, to, ce- to celebrate no yeah, yeah that's yeah, fine yeah. all right so uh toys and games uh listen kickstarter yeah. So I'm here. Kick, that was the point. Li, no, listen, That's listen. My job. So we all know that it's Kickstarter is generally good, right? Sometimes it's a crapshoot. It's it's you get something, you don't know when you're gonna get it, depending on who, like if it's first time for somebody doing a pledge, or if it's uh, you know, you you have something you think is gonna be really popular and it doesn't get funded, and then you can't get the thing you were excited to to back. It's kind of all over the place. It's the wild west right now. Um I found a game I'm super excited about. It will get funded. It's actually 13 hours ago as of recording right now. Uh, it's a game called Spirits of the Forest. And it looks really, really awesome. So it's a four-player game. Um, it says one to four players. I don't know what the one-player experience is, but it's at least two to four <laughs> players. Um, just the looking idea, at tokens. Yeah, you just <laughs> look at the stuff, take it out of the box, and then put it all back. Um <laughs> you so as players you rel, uh, you represent elements that nourish the forces of 
forces of nature, and then you compete with other people to acquire the most spirit symbols uh, and score points. Whoever has the most points wins. So it's pretty simple. It's it's a just a collection game. Um, but the art style, uh, did, I don't know if I sent you guys a link. Hold on, sending you a link. I'm looking it up on my I'm app like right trying now. to find it. I'm sending, oh, I found it. Oh, sending it right it now. Again? Spirits of the Forest. I sent a link. It's in up here. That's um, easy. I found one where you're a fox with a sword. Is it not that nope, one? Not that one. So as okay. of right now, it's at $422,000 of their $24,000 goal. And they're gonna oh, make think, it. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna do it. Um, <laughs> but it looks amazing. Oh my god! Is this the first game they funded? I I don't know. I really don't know anything about uh, the person that put it up is Gonzalo Aguirre BC, and I just butchered that completely. So I'm hey, sorry. Luke. What? Hey Luke. Yeah. Can I can I take a moment to pause with yeah. you? Yeah. You have talked about games more times than we could count, right? We'd have to go back and watch yeah, the archive. Sure. This is like the first game that you've talked about that I'm truly like on board with at first glance. Usually like I don't like well, we don't yeah, always because, like the same well, style of game. I always pick a like it's all about mechanics for me first and gameplay. And for you it's all about art first. Yes. So this is like a perfect mesh of those two things. What typeface oh. is that, Andrew? Uh, I know it, but I can't think of it offhand. You used it on, um... Stay, yeah, gold with 50, 50 gold, yeah. Andrew Kolb. Yeah, yep, yeah, exactly. And I can't remember the name of it, but yeah, we, we'll put it in the show it. notes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so anyway, you can't, so if you're listening and you wanted to get in on this, I'm sorry, you can't, you missed it. Uh, I wish I would have known about it sooner. Because I would have told everybody so that anybody could get it. Uh, Wait, I can't back this game. You can right now because it's oh, still gosh. live for thirteen by hours. The, by the time they listen, by the time no. anybody else hears it, they can't. Uh, but the the cool thing is, for a second. it's going to be super popular. So they'll come out with more retail copies after the Kickstart launch. Um, but there there are three editions. Uh, the retail one has like these gems uh, for like keeping track of the different elements. It looks like. But the Deluxe has these stones, which kind of looks like uh, they look like eggs, kind of carved yeah. eggs. Um, looks really awesome. And then there's these all these wooden tokens for uh, their favor. So I imagine there's a mechanic where as you're talking to these spirits and, and gaining points, you gain favor to be able to get other spirit uh, points easier or something like that. I imagine it's that kind of mechanic. Um but the game looks incredible, and supposedly they're saying it's a five-minute learn time. That's the thing that drew me. It looks great, and it's super easy for anyone to pick up. So was the thing, infection at outpost area, whatever. They didn't say five minutes. They, yeah, they, but they acted like that junk was quick. It was not. I mean, but five minutes is quick, quick. Twerked. Like, in, in board games, Twerked. like, learning in 15 to 20 minutes is, is like, quick. Standard. They're saying five minutes, and that's you crazy. You learn to every me. game in less than five minutes, Luke. Yeah, but I—that's different. Luke learns games through osmosis. I think I feel like I almost know how to play this already. Hour, <laughs> like I he takes his shirt it. off and just rubs pieces <laughs> on his chest, why? Why? and he absorbs why the rules. And then he makes us play games with those pieces. Without why watching. do you go there? Total power move. Like, that's, Total that's power such move. A weird. Uh, you're, you're. I both hate and love that. <laughs> like, you've hit this weird, hit this weird middle place for me. Um, 
but yeah, it's it's really, really awesome. So I'm excited. I, I learned about it. Uh, my friend Nick told me about it because he's backing it. And I saw it and I was like, yeah, I'm in totally. And uh, it looks really, really good. So we'll see. July. It's, yeah, it's Kickstarter. It's it's hard. Lately, everything I've gotten has been really quick turnaround. And I've gotten it early. I'm waiting on Rising Sun by Cool Mini or not. That's supposed to be shipping out within the next week or so. Uh, that was a game from last year that did over a million on Kickstarter, so it's a huge game. Super excited about that. Um, but yeah, this looks awesome. I'm really, really excited for it, and uh, that's kind of it. It looks really cool. That's it. I'm going to throw it to Patrick. All right, thank you. So my good friend Oscar, we were talking this week, and he was telling me about his favorite films of 2017. He gave me some recommendations. Listen, that dude is such a grouch. He's no also relation. a De La Hoya. <laughs> okay. I, I mean... <laughs> Andrew uh, has such a compelling laugh uh, that you just go along with it. I don't know. If, I don't know if either of us are going along with it right now. Oh, gosh. So, I laughed so much I almost knocked this troll off. And he's heavy. He's weighty. It would have made lots of issues it would have been noisy so basically um huh no keep going good did something happen with luke yeah yeah andrew made it funny that doesn't okay um jerk you are such that doesn't sound right okay unbelievable um so we have oscars coming up we are the academy awards i don't know but uh there's there's a it's award season that's what it is we talk about you're not going to drink that andrew no you can't get that down right now andrew wait 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 can we hold on let's talk about this because this is the thing that happens at least to andrew and i all the time we are laughing and we go to drink something and we usually take a drink and then go why did we just drink that because we are then forced to Try it does not matter what I'm mouth. doing. I see that as an opportunity. One hundred percent. So I'm, ima- I'm imagining you tripping over yourself to get something to happen. Uh, <laughs> I just dropped something that I think I needed. That's <laughs> good. It's gone. <laughs> what is, like, is, this is, is cool the floor lava? Like, why is it gone? I. It's, <laughs> uh, can't. Guys, if you've ever wondered what becoming a uh, a patron, a blooper level patron, though this is, is like, all in the is this. This, is, this is in. I know, once, but I'm once saying this is, here's a sneak peek of what this looks like. Oh yeah, it's like more, under your you car seat. An hour of you, this. If something goes under your car seat, you don't get it back. He did it. He did it. Just did it. We just talked about it. And he did it. <laughs> now he's got it. Okay. No, he <laughs> oh, he's still trying. Andrew, can you see this? <clears throat> oh, okay, great. So oh, we have a pred- we not we're about to make predictions, but we have our Oscar nominees for this year. We're gonna go through a couple big categories, throw out predictions because we get to. So, <laughs> what a premise! Because we get to. <laughs> Do I have to have a better one than that? No, I love it. But you okay. felt like you needed one in general, which is what's funny to me. This I don't is gonna know. Fall and it's going to break something. Okay, so I, I so I shared. So uh, in addition to having the list of the uh, no- nominees, I also shared a link to five thirty eight. So five thirty eight, if you don't know, it's uh, basically like uh, statistics uh, based 
discussions about uh, things that are going on in the world. It could be politics related or pop culture related or whatever, but typically they're they're talking about it through the lens of statistics. And so uh, there's uh, most people would use something like 538 during like presidential campaign. There's you know that becomes a really regular resource. But there's a lot of things um, certainly between those uh, those opportunities. Uh, but Oscars are a great one. So basically what they've done, they've taken the, the major awards that happened throughout the year and they've weighted uh, those awards uh, based on um, several factors, including um, how likely you are to go on to win the uh, Academy Award based on winning like. Uh, a, a different award leading up to it. Right. And so they've Other waited. accolades. Right. And then what they do is they assign a score of saying that no one that has won an Academy Award uh, at this point in the year has ever been below this threshold. And so it, it um, or, or on average, like uh, they're not below this threshold, whatever. So it gives you a really great visual way of, of seeing at least based on history, who the front runners are and things like that. So uh, actually, I think it's good to to run through a couple of the front runners according to 538, and then um, see where we uh, align or disagree. But the the first one that they list in their race is Best Actress, and are, it's, it, it let me seems just say this. based on. Okay, go ahead. What were we saying? Go ahead. So by a huge margin, right now, um, Francis McDormand. Yeah, it doesn't uh, even seem act- like it's a contest yeah. based on their does, feedback. I agree. So really, according to what they're saying, there, there's three people that have exceeded kind of this minimum threshold. Of 63 those, points. That's their those minimum. Those three people are Sally Hawkins. Um, how do you say her name, Andrew? Which I love Sally Hawkins. Sorce. Is it Sorce Ronan? Yeah. So um, for Lady Say-or-say. Bird. And then uh, Francis McDormand, three billboards. And um, and I, I've seen three billboards. I've seen Lady Bird. I haven't seen Shape of Water yet because I was telling them before we started recording, it still hasn't come to my market, which is insanity to me. So hopefully by next week, I'll get a chance to see it. Um, and I'm sure it's amazing. But right now, Francis McDormand's out front based on and, and I have seen the post, by the way, I have seen I, Tanya. So I've seen all the ones in this list other than uh, the Shape of Water. Um. I personally, based on what I've seen, Francis McDormand, I'm 100% fine with being the front runner. I think Margot Robbie was awesome in Itanya. Now, maybe Itanya is fresh on my mind because it's the latest one I've seen. Um, but I think she was, I was not going to that film expecting her to be a standout. And she totally was. So do y'all, do y'all, how do y'all stack up against this list? Well, let me tell you something. I have not Great. seen any of these seen films. None of those movies, yes. So okay. let, let me tell you something. Uh, I agree that Margot Robbie uh, should be higher on that list. I would like to see her higher on that list. I have The only film I haven't seen on here is Lady Bird. Um, but Frances, I mean, she killed it. I mean, that yeah. movie was amazing. But I loved Sally Hawkins in The Shape of Water because I don't recognize her from anything else. And so moving. That film was so touching and so moving. I'd like to see her win over over Francis just because, um, I mean, Francis just won all those other war- awards. You know, maybe this year is her year, but I'd like to see <laughs> Sally get get one because her portrayal in, the, in that film was so, just, it was beautiful Do you think and, and it was amazing. The, 
I don't think the problem is not the right word, but do you think uh, Margot Robbie doesn't have a as many points uh, because the movie was later coming out? out? Yeah. I have no idea. Maybe. This is but where I mean, every, someone all, that was knowledgeable. All this, stuff, all this stuff, though, would have been... They would have all had screeners and things well yeah, sure, in advance sure. because of all this stuff. So I don't know how much that plays into it. So next one on the list, best actor. So the ones on uh, this list, it's Gary Oldman from Darkest Hour, uh, Timothy Chalamet. That's close to someone to get Call Me By Your Name. No, I think you're right. Uh, thank you, Daniel uh, Kalua. Is that one correct? Nope. Great. What's that one? Kaluuya. Kaluuya. Thanks. Great. Get out. Denzel Washington for Roman J. Israel, which Esquire, which is something got to see. And then Daniel Day-Lewis, Phantom Thread. Um, I really want to see Phantom Thread. And it yeah. just came out in our market a couple, like last week, I think. Yeah. I don't have it yet. I'm sure that we'll get it next week or something like that. Um, I, honestly, I have seen uh, none of the movies on this list. I went to see The Darkest Hour, and instead I saw All the Money in the World. You didn't and- see Get Out? No, I haven't. That surprises me. It's okay. like it's on it's on HBO Go right now. Yeah. And I have HBO Go, so I can go watch it. Mackenzie has no interest in seeing it, and a lot of my movie watching habits at home are dictated by her. So I just haven't seen it yet. I plan on seeing it. I will see it before um Is that why you watch The Devil Wears Prada every Thursday night? Yes. Every Thursday um, night. So I shouldn't have any any I, I can't say my preference because I have nothing to judge it against. Gary Oldman is out front right now. Um, like by far and away, <laughs> Gary Oldman is going to get it. <laughs> He's up yeah. front. So, uh, best documentary um, on this list, I'll go and say now. The only one that I've seen is Icarus. Icarus is the one I recommended on the show um, last month. Icarus is an incredible documentary. I cannot say enough good things about it. It does not go where you think it's going to go. You'll end up on the edge of your seat. Watch the movie. Um, I want that one to win just because I've actually seen it, but um, nothing else. So, Animated features, so this will be more of what you guys care about. Is it even worth discussing who's nominated at this point? I mean, it's going to go to Coco, for sure. And it, sh- it it should. Yeah, I agree with that. So Coco is, is again, way out front. Um, Have you seen... Oh, sorry. I'm going to wait for you to get to the... I'm, I'm, go. Keep yeah, going. so Best Supporting Actor. Uh, have we you have- seen The Florida Project? <laughs> uh, Florida Project never came to Chattanooga, I don't think. I don't think it's I don't I think it's only I think they were just released it online like a on demand. I don't <laughs> think it was in theaters. No, I'm sure I I'm pretty sure it was in some. Um okay. but anyway, no I haven't. I mean I would like to. I personally am a big fan of Willem Dafoe. Me too. And uh, the preview of the film looks great. It um uh Pete, I think Nick that I work with he's seen it and he said a lot of great stuff about it. I want to see the film. I haven't got a chance to. So, but Sam Rockwell, Willem Dafoe, Richard Jenkins, Woody Harrelson, Christopher Plummer. Uh, let me. I said this on the show when we talked about all the money in the world a couple weeks ago. The the best thing about the movie was Christopher Plummer, who was subbed in. <laughs> He's the guy that yeah. they recast, and uh, so that just was funny to me that he ended up being the best part of the film was yeah. not the original piece of the film. Uh, his performance was incredible. But to be fair, Woody Harrelson, I think Three Billboards is probably uh, one of his strongest performances. I am not historically a Woody Harrelson fan. I actually, there's some things I've seen him in. I think he's pretty weak. And uh, he was incredible. But, of course, Sam Rockwell was incredible. I mean, that, have you seen the movie Matt Stickman? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. I thought that this was uh, 
a more mature version of that, like his acting ability, a more mature version of that. And I loved Matchstick Man. I felt like mm. this was like a next, uh, sure. a next step in that same kind of character. But he killed it in that movie. Yeah. So I, I would be happy if he won. I don't know how you critique a performance like that because to me, nothing, nothing could be wrong with it. <laughs> nothing is wrong with it. I don't even know how to talk about it. Right. It was just so perfect for the film. So Sam Rockwell, and again, so him, it, it seems to be between him and Willem Dafoe, but he's still the favorite. Um, a couple more we'll, we'll run through just because this one's very, again, this is uh, in front of my mind right now. Best supporting actress right now, uh, Alice and Janney, I, Tanya, way out front. So again, for actress and supporting actress, the two films are Lady Bird and, and um, oh, wait, I get, I'm sorry, it's Three Billboards, Lady Bird and I, Tanya. Uh, they're all competing for all those uh, both categories, but Allison Janney was just she was fantastic. Um, she was so good, like totally lovably hateable. It's amazing how brutal, staring in silence, and like the way she twists her face and how abusive it can all feel. It just incredible. Yeah. Anyway, um, and then at the end of the film, when you get to see the shots of the actual characters and you get to match them up, um, yeah, uh, very amazing. So a few other people on that list, but again, uh, I, Tanya, Lady Bird are two out front, and Alice and Janney is just, she's just way out front in this case. I would root for her anyway just because of West Wing, honestly. Mm. She still has a special place in my heart from West Wing. So I've never seen the West Wing. Wow. Oh, man, you you would love that show. I've started it twice. (laughs) <laughs> they just oh, stopped so you, after so like three episodes. Great. Okay, no, no, I, I, I want, <laughs> I actually want to watch it because I have several people that, that we have similar tastes that, that they recommend well, it to me. Well, you liked Newsroom, right? I love Newsroom. Yeah. I mean, it's all Aaron Sorkin. I mean, you love Aaron Sorkin. So. I love Aaron Sorkin. So no, I want to like the show, but for whatever reason, the first two times I tried it, just, it didn't click immediately. So I need to just one more time dig in. All right, so last two categories, Race for Best Director. Uh, Guillermo del Toro and uh, Christopher Nolan are the two out front. Um, I, want, I want del Toro to win it so bad. I and can't. I need to see Shape of Water. Um, certainly Dunkirk was in, I mean, Dunkirk in theaters is just, you need to see it in theaters. Just the scale of the movie, the sound of the movie, the the the, the shots, and, and it is just uh, epic in every way. You're 100% um, right, but I think that's the problem. Like, if you see it in a theater, it it's great. But if you don't see it in a theater, it's just an okay movie. Like I could totally see myself not liking it. Right. But in theater, it is like it's an incredible fresh experience. and shocking. Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh, it's fabulous. But I need to see Shape of Water, Guillermo del Toro. Uh, he's out front. So last one, best picture. And it's a lot of the movies we've already said. The, the whole list, Shape of Water, Three Billboards, Lady Bird, Dunkirk, Get Out, Call Me By Your Name, The Post, Darkest Hour, Phantom Thread. There are three on that list I haven't seen. Um, I but, absolutely want Shape of Water to win it. So the the two at the top are three billboards in Shape of Water. Let me go ahead and say now, uh, three billboards, I've had a chance to see, see it twice now. Um, I don't know how to say this properly. So I'm going to say something and then infer from it what you want to. I hope he says it in gibberish. <laughs> 80% of three billboards is incredible, amazing, don't touch it. Wow. It loosens up towards the end. The second time I watched it, you hit a point where it kind of starts to wander a bit. And I yeah. kind of felt like, man, I, w- I wish you just wrapped before now. And, um, and because, and the other thing you I'll think, say, you think, it, you think you feel that way because, because it doesn't quite give you the resolve you wanted 
And so you're like, you started taking me down this path. We could have ended here, but instead you, you opened up this other wound. And then at the end of that, it didn't quite have the. Yeah. What's funny is it didn't have the resolve I wanted, but at the same time, the thing I was wanting is less resolved than we got or resolution than we got. So well, that's it's what hard. I mean. Yeah. Like it's, you so would have been fine if it ended where it was because there was nothing, but then they decided to open it up. Like to jump into this new thing. Oh, but then that actually doesn't lead anywhere. (laughs) So, um, so, so my point is to say, I don't think that that movie, and especially when I read this list, I don't think many of these films are going to have staying power with me. Um, I can see how a movie like Lady Bird will get watched by 17 year olds for decades to come. Like I understand that. But when I go through and I think about Dunkirk or Lady Bird or Three Billboards or um, I I just don't – I was going to say The Post for a second, but I, I think I actually like The Post more than some of these other ones. I just don't see where these films are going to stick around with me or stay with me the way some other films have like Good Will Hunting or, or uh, Eternal Sunshine. You know, those films have – or, or um, uh, No Country for Old Men. Like for whatever reason, those – Films have really big sticking power for me and uh, and def- define certain like thought processes or actions or or or, you know, whatever. They just really stick with me and, and then come out in different ways. I don't think any of these films are going to do that. Mm. And so I need to see Shape of Water. I need to see Get Out. Those are the two on this list that I would say are really big that, that I, I've missed. Um, and I'm hoping that one of those two will. But thinking back in previous years, I just don't know, even though I would say, generally speaking, the quality of films felt higher uh, broadly, Mm -hmm. I don't know that there's any single film that I'm walking into 2018 that I just, that I'll feel like, that I feel like nobody's going to top that. Um, So in some ways, it feels like a bit of a soft year. Um, so that's kind of like my broad thoughts. Now, again, I might see shape of water and totally change my tune and it, it just blow me away, but I'm, I'm I'm disappointed. sounds too strong, but I, I, I don't feel like there is one huge standout. Um, like I was hoping, I was hoping through three billboards was going to be that for me. And it just, it wasn't, it was close, but it just missed the mark. So, uh, any thoughts, either of you uh, along those lines? No, uh, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy with with the top choices. Um, the post, I think, could be a little bit higher up than at least in the predictions, uh, because I thought it was just beautifully executed. But um, sure, I, I mean, I mean, I've said it already a bunch on this episode and episode before. But uh, Guillermo del Toro holds a special place in my heart. So, and, and, I, and I don't think he can do no wrong. It's not like that at all. Um, but I think he did an excellent job with Shape of Water. The actors killed it, and uh, the visual, the creativity. So I, I, I'm rooting for that. And I like Three Billboards a lot, even with the kind of that last piece that you were talking about. And I totally agree. Um, it was a different take. It was a dark comedy, and I, and more and more, I'm liking dark comedies uh, as I get older and can appreciate film a little bit more. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm good with it. Man, I Tanya is just that's getting me right now. I don't know what it is about that film, but it. <laughs> That's actually one of my favorite watches, which I guess would be considered a 2017 film. Well, Rory Kurtz did a poster for that, too. Oh, I know. I'm trying yeah, to get my awesome. point so I can buy it right now. Okay, <laughs> cool. Gotcha. So, all right, Andrew, finish it up. 
so I'm going to be actually pretty quick. I'm going to point everybody back to uh, a special episode we released just on our YouTube channel. But for my master category at Art and Design, and uh, I got the privilege to go and cover the Mondo Gallery Show Monster uh, Universal Monsters um, Gallery opening last week. And oh my gosh, it was first of all it was insane the number of people who were there blew my mind i thought that it might be a somewhat smaller show i don't know why but uh it's probably the second biggest show that i've ever been to there wow really Um, first being disney it was was almost as big as disney Mm -hmm. like it was maybe i don't know 30 people 30 40 people less than the disney show. wow really i'm Um, out of touch and the pieces <laughs> were just stunning. So, uh, you know, it's Universal Studios Monsters. So you've got kind of five main properties there, six. You've got Dracula, Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, uh, the Invisible Man, uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon. Oh, and Wolfman. Yeah. So those are the kind of the six It's basically uh, all of the creatures from Campy Creatures. Yeah. It's the the traditional yeah. horror movie genre, um, but this is an officially licensed Universal mm-hmm. show in conjunction with Mondo. Um, and so it was those six properties done by a bunch of different artists with different takes on it. So um, there was everything from original paintings painted on velvet, like actual like black velvet, <laughs> and then there was white paint on black velvet. That's which was, awesome. Totally fits that theme and that mm-hmm. vibe. To screen prints, obviously, and then original drawings. So a couple of standouts for me. Um, go go watch the episode on um, on YouTube. That's all I can say. So you can see these pieces. Sure. Um, couple of standouts for me was Jonathan Burton. He did the Invisible Man. That is such a good idea. It's so smart. So the piece itself is uh, is. A group of people, like the city uh, mm-hmm. of people, of the town of people, clustered together, overlapping each other in chaos. And what they, the out, the negative space, the negative space created by their bodies, what's left is the shape of the invisible man, um, which is just such a smart take. It on really it. is. And th- before the show, they had, they had released, um, they had released the the regular version of that, mm-hmm. which is cool. It's, yeah. it's got red eyes and red text, but the variant in person was all grayscale, and then the eyes and the title treatment were just done with a spot varnish. So awesome. So it just if you were to just look at it without any light in there, it would just be completely kind of black and blank. But as the light catches it, you see his his round glasses, you know, his eyes mm-hmm. shimmering and, and the title treatment. Oh gosh, it's beautiful. He also, and so they also were selling the original pencil drawing for that as oh, well. Nice. <clears throat> it was $2,000. So I didn't buy it, but I really wanted it. Mm. <laughs> um, the, um, which piece did Sam Wolf Connolly do? So Sam Wolf Connolly did a Dracula piece, which was beautiful, but ultra creepy. Like, like the way that Sam that sounds Connelly, right. I mean, yeah, right. that sounds like his stuff. It's uh, he was kind of peeking over. All you see is kind of the top of his head, and then his hand kind of creeped over is kind of the main thing. And he's holding a rosary, and uh, and his fingers are like his fingernails are sharp and kind of pink on the. Oh, ends, that was Sam's. Pasty. What? That's Sam's. That's Sam's. Yeah, that's great. I yeah, like that he one. Killed it. It's great. Um, 
Jonathan Burton also did a Bride of Frankenstein, which was beautiful. It was like like the way he does it, like his pencils are very soft, um, and that translates to the final screen print. Um, nah, Greg, Greg Ruth. Let's just talk about Greg Ruth for just a second. He did a Bride before too, the, right? Before the show, uh, they revealed that he was doing a um, that he was doing a Bride of Frankenstein piece, and. Uh, I've not really ever followed uh, Greg Ruth. I now, once I go back and look at his stuff, I realize, oh, I've been seeing it and I've been admiring it for a long time. Sure. But uh, I've never owned anything by him. We get there. Uh, the the regular version's all like grayscale, um, kind of like it's a you know black and white or whatever. But the variant is all tones of red, and um, I loved it. And I kept going back and forth. I'm like, I didn't actually didn't end up buying anything other than this pin, this DKNG Frankenstein pin. Nice. Um, because I was trying to be really good. Well, uh, EJ, who I've talked about on the show, my friend EJ bought the, uh, variant Bride of Frankenstein piece and he gifted it to me. Wow. Oh, what a good dude. I was hanging up in my studio, uh, but, or in my, uh, in my EJ, office, you're a good dude. He is a good dude. It's amazing. This piece is beautiful and you see the bride's face and it's totally different. Um, it's like soft, but like her eyes are very piercing. And then her her bust goes down into the upside down mansion, mm-hmm. like the the mansion. And then the the tip of the the mansion is actually the the um, electro uh, the electrode piece. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's lightning hitting it. Yeah. And then ghosted in the back, you don't see it right away, but ghosted in the back, the entire twenty four by thirty six frame is a framed out. Uh, it's Frankenstein's face framed out, kind of set to the background. That's cool. It's very, very, very cool. So yeah. let's go back and look at um, it now. The other piece that was a standout for me, and I'm blanking on his name right this second, is a creature from the Black Lagoon. It looks like an etching. It's all black and white uh, etching. It's with an H. Holt? Brandon Holt? Brandon Holt. Yeah, good job. Thanks. Um, it was... Beautiful. It was everything I could do to not pick it up. Yeah. It was so, so good. Um, man. Anyway, the, the, I say, okay, so I say all this stuff. There's a, there was a Ken Taylor, Bride of Frankenstein. There was, um, Oh my gosh! Now I'm blanking on. Uh, there's Phantom City Creative. There's a, a lot of prints. Holy yeah. cow! There's a uh, Frankenstein by by Phantom City Creative regular and variant. There's a Dracula by Phantom City Creative uh, regular and variant. Um, there's a a massive like original painting of Frankenstein's face that's just and just beautiful. Um, anyway, they're starting to go on sale now. Mm-hmm. There's a, I think there's a piece by Stan and uh, Stan and Vince. Um, I'm pretty sure there's like, I think it's the mummy piece. Um, oh, so the mummy is another one. Yeah. But, um, they, they're starting to go on sale. Uh, the, by the time that we, epi- this, ep- this episode airs, the first wave will have just gone up for sale, which means there, there probably won't be as anything left, but the second wave will come probably in the very, very near future. So keep your eye out for that. Um, there's lots of pins. I think most of the pins, um, oh, the Wolfman, one of the Wolfman pieces was pretty cool. It was done by Matthew Ryan Tobin. Um, he did one of the pins, but all the other pin sets are done by DKNG. So our buddies over at DKNG. So nice. just a lot of great stuff. Go, yeah. um, go pick it up. And like I said, go back and watch the interview I did with Rob Jones and Eric Garza from Mondo actually in the shop while everything is going on right in the middle of the chaos. Um, it was a blasty blast. So a huge thanks to the Mondo guys for letting us come out, um, giving us the 
red carpet treatment as usual and uh, go pick up some great stuff. Yeah. All right. That's it. That's it. Um, <laughs> find this on mf1podcast.com. I'm finished. <laughs> if you're watching this on YouTube, just click the links below. Share, like, follow, subscribe, rate, review, be friends, uh, all the things. All the things. Um, like and uh, and just you know help us out however you can. If you like what you're seeing and want to continue to see more of it, share the wealth. Um, you can hit us up on Patreon. Go to patreoncom podcast. Throw mm-hmm. a couple dollars our way every month, and that helps us out a ton. Um, it also will get you some additional stuff and some extra content. Uh, you get to learn about some stuff early. On top of all that, February 11th, if you're going to be in the Orlando area, we're going to be doing an official podcast meetup with some incredibly cool guests. Jared Mariama is going to be there. Jay Ratner. Um, uh, I'm blanking. Lenny Terenzi is going to be there of Hey Monkey Design. Shana Tim Lynn. Anderson. And, uh, Adam Grayson. Um, Shauna Lynn, potentially. Uh, Parmesan. Panchezen. Maybe some mama um, sauce. Maybe some mama sauce. That, there's going to be a ton of people Come join us. It's going to be a blast. Yeah. It's going to be, I think, somewhere on the boardwalk by by Epcot, right? Yeah. You should be there. Yeah. Don't be, be shy. You yeah. should be there. That's I it. love that we're now just talking in chant. <laughs> I am. No, but like I mean, what Patrick is saying is if you are hearing this and saying, oh, these are like legit artists, I am not that, who cares? Just come. If you listen to the show, if you're listening now and you like the show, you fit. You like, Do you know yeah, what? Go. You're, you're here. What, pe- what piece of feedback we genuinely get, I would say, the most often? And this is from hot seats. This is from interviews. This is from meetups from all, from all these places. The most consistent piece of feedback I think that we get is, I thought this was going to be uncomfortable, and it ended up being a ton of fun. Yeah. We hear that all the time. Yep. So, so plan to come. Assume you're going to feel uncomfortable and then be ready to be surprised when it's really awesome and a ton of fun. Yeah, be ready to there talk be... to people because everybody's talking. The first, yeah, the first five minutes might be like, what do I do? Who do I talk to? But then once you get integrated into the conversation, people you are can't so get Jared friendly. to shut up. Last year's meetup turned into, what was it, five hours later? You guys left. People are... In a, we had to leave early because <laughs> we, we had a plane. We, the host had to leave early because <laughs> we had to catch a plane. People were circled up singing Disney songs yep. in the middle of um, in whatever that bar area was. Yeah. You know, and like it was like, guys, we have to get on a plane in like six, like five hours. We have yeah. to like leave for the airport. We so, have sorry, to. Sorry, guys, we gotta go. They're like that's fine. But this <laughs> year we planned it so that's not. Oh, we planned it so that's not the case. We will go till 5 a.m. if we have to. We'll do yeah. whatever it takes. It's going to be so much fun. The 11th, uh, February the 11th, it's a Sunday. Um, go ahead. If you're in the area, plan on being there. More information will go online and on our social media. Just pay attention to it. But it's going to be uh, uh, probably somewhere on the boardwalk near Epcot. Um, it's going to be fun. So just come and hang out. I think after that, let's just leave it there. Uh, we'll get out of here. But I'm Andrew. I'm Patrick. And I'm Luke. Peace out. Bye. Hold on to your butt. Bye.